Welcome to It Is What It Is, or Is It? I'm your host, Kay Francis, a licensed marriage and family therapist from Knoxville. I'm the author and creator of the It's It's, a children's book series, and my podcast topics will draw from my 40 years of experience in the fields of psychology and business. That includes executive coaching, training, and online program development. Good morning. Today's topic is humor is healing. I have been so looking forward to this podcast as it's a topic dear to my heart because I know the great benefits of humor and how it affects our body, our mind, our attitude, and our spirit. Humor implies an ability to perceive the ludicrous, the comical, and the absurd in human life and to express these perceptions without bitterness or being mean-spirited. Doctors and mental health professionals cite numerous studies that show that laughter contributes to positive health outcomes. Let's just talk about that for a minute. Let's just go back and think about how it could possibly affect our health. Well, ask a cardiologist. Ask any specialist that they've had people so sick in the hospital and with humor, they have been able to get through many a crisis and come out the other end. And let me ask you this, how many things can you say about that? Considering the economic, political, social, and health problems in our diverse and complicated society, it's hard to see much humor in anything. But laughter can help protect us from the negativity that has become prominent in today's world. Humor and laughter, regardless of your situation or circumstances, relieve stress and worry and lessens pain. They've also discovered that. When you are laughing hard enough to bring tears to your eyes, endorphins are quietly working, producing natural painkillers. Laughter can also improve the quality of your sleep. Laughter exercises your diaphragm and stimulates your lungs as you take in more oxygen. Depending on a condition, or you may have had a certain type of surgery that you've undergone, you might have to breathe out a little tube in and out as part of your therapy to increase your oxygen and expand your lungs. Well, sounds easy, but you'd be surprised how long it takes to get that little blue thing to go up the tube to increase your lung capacity. But to give more credence to this podcast, there was a known journalist by the name of Norman Cousins, born in 1915. Cousins was known in the literary circles as a longtime editor of the Saturday Review and wrote the famous article entitled The Anatomy of an Illness. And guess who he wrote it about? Himself. He was the patient. He wrote about his personal experience in the New England Journal of Medicine. It's rare, if not ever, that this medical journal publishes an article written by a layperson, least of all about a health issue and a serious one. Cousins also wrote the book, The Healing Heart. Cousins had a severe and life-threatening disease of the connective tissues called degenerative collagen illness and was hospitalized in 1964. Dates are important here. He was in severe pain, high fever, and nearly paralyzed of the legs, neck, and back. Flat on his back in the hospitals, Cousins persuaded the nurses to read excerpts from the humor columnist Ebay Wright and Max Eastman 
and show him Candid Camera reruns and old Marx Brothers movies. I don't know how many of you remember Candid Camera. And they have some new ones out like Ridiculous or something like that that kind of compare, but nothing has ever been as good as Candid Camera. If you can ever go back and look at them, you'll love them. They are hysterical. Cousin said, and I quote, It is quite possible that this treatment, the one he's doing for himself, like everything else that I've done in my life, was a demonstration of the placebo effect. But if so, the placebo, the doctor that resides in me, my placebo, was a powerful. I also was greatly elated by this discovery that there is actually a physiological basis for the ancient theory that laughter is good medicine. Norman Cousins did recover. He went on to live a busy and productive life until he died, and listen to this date, 1990. I urge you to read an article about Cousins written by Don Colburn in October Saturday Review of the 21st, 1986. I think you'll find it interesting. Given the research and discoveries, very few people would question the benefits of laughter. We had a personal crisis in our own family, and this might sound a little sick, but we kind of had that kind of sick humor in our household. Yeah, we, we didn't laugh at it. We grieved the crisis for sure. We went through all of the pain that it caused and even some therapy that was much needed for all of us to, you know, really get a handle on it. But in the end, we found ways to laugh and I want to tell you, that was the best part of our healing. It really was. And we're like that to this day. And we kind of look at each other and people will look at us like, are they crazy? But you know what? They end up usually laughing along with us. So I have a little personal experience in that. Reported by Barbara Field, Ph.D., and I quote her, extensive laughter supports the immune system, which makes you more resistant to disease. That's extremely important. If you've met anybody with compromised immune systems, it's really difficult. They get sick very easily, very fast. And it's, it's just tough. It's really a tough thing. But this laughter helps support that immune system. So it makes them more resistant to disease. By laughing, you are actually increasing antibody-producing cells and enhancing the effectiveness of T cells in your body. These cells act like a defense army to combat illness. So if you really think about it, we have a lot of research that points to the facts of what good laughter does. Now, some people say that if you laugh a lot, you eat up calories. Well, I don't know if I agree with that because I laugh a lot. Hadn't done anything for me yet. But you know what? If it works for you, have at it. Just keep laughing. So here are some other known facts to be true about laughter. One, if only for a short period of time, laughter can give you relief from sadness and let you cope more effectively with your grief. Number two, Laughter loosens every muscle in your body. By the way, that includes what's happening up in that brain of yours. It's so busy, busy, busy. Number three, humor can take the sting out of what otherwise might be emotionally painful. Four, finding humor in something that is not necessarily funny, like seeing someone run into a mirror in the store. Humor can disrupt the first fearful reaction to what you instinctively thought could have been a serious accident but wasn't. So you've got that protection because when we actually see somebody do something, how many people out there, and I'm going to own this, I'm one of them, laugh at a funeral. When my father died, my mother and I were laughing. 
not at the time of the death, but as we were in the funeral home in the service. That was built-up tension. That's all it was. And we couldn't stop. We did it trying to anybody to notice. And my very, very favorite person in the world was my Aunt Beck. Loved her dearly. And I laughed at her funeral, too. Other funerals, not so much. These were important people in my life. Just wanted to bring that up. For any of you that feel guilty when you laugh at a funeral, just realize it's the tension that has built. And it's also a way of warding off some of that sadness for time. Number five, laughter can release tension during a difficult situation. Actually, that's what the funeral's about. That's a difficult situation, so I'm not going to go and expand on that. I think that example explains it, any difficult situation. Number six, humor can bring lightness into any situation unless it is used negatively or used to shut someone down. Humor can be very hurtful. A lot of humor is sarcastic, but I'm talking about mean, mean-spirited. Number seven, here we go with that sarcastic humor that can be funny. If it is used between people who know each other well and are comfortable with this type of humor, it can be extremely funny. Number eight, remember that TV show we talked about, Candor Cranbra, and you cried until you laughed? You cried at some of the nonsensical scenarios that involved unaware people. They had actually been set up. When the people or person realized that they had been set up, and saw the camera, they laughed as hard as the viewers. Why that reaction? Well, humor and laughter are infectious, and these unaware folks had become part of the humor and the fun. Some people claim the best type of humor comes from a secure, self-confident person who can laugh at themselves and enjoy the laughter of others. These folks can bring laughter into boring situations or diffuse a situation before it goes bad. People enjoy being around lighthearted people with a good sense of humor as it can lighten moods. I've seen it happen over and over, even in my office. I have one particular patient. She was born a natural comedian. Our offices are pretty soundproofed. My office is the first one after the administration office. You can't hear the words. You could hear somebody if they scream or something like that. Well, we laugh so hard that the administrator can hear us. And she always makes a comment like, Wow, that's some kind of session. I wish I could join. (laughs) But she is very funny. And yet, this woman has had a life of taking care of others, never having a chance of taking care of herself. And I'm talking about nursing them and take her brother, holding his hand while he died. Her father, her mother was too distraught, taking over there when her mother left. And a husband of 30 years, always taking care of That's not a fun life. But don't be surprised if you hear her one day, because I'm sure encouraging her. I think she should go on American Idol and give it a shot, (laughs) or one of those programs. But that laughter is what has kept her in this healthy state that she still remains in. And now she's holding her husband's hand while he's dying. And the story she tells about all of these instances would have you on the floor Really. And so just think about what humor can actually do. You know what's else that's interesting about humorous people or people with a good sense of humor? They're also humorous without having to be the loudest or the funniest or the star of the show. That's a different type of humor when they want to own the stage, so to speak. No one else gets a chance to talk. Different type of humor. 
The worst type of humor is when it's delivered at the cost of another person or the motivation is to humiliate or embarrass another person. That's not humor. It's simply mean-spirited and hurtful. People don't appreciate this type of humor because in reality, it just isn't funny. It takes a very insecure, often angry, and unhappy person to use humor in this way. Just as you can't tell a person to relax when they're in the middle of a full-blown panic attack, you can't focus on negativity when you're laughing. Along with humor is the added benefit of gaining a healthy new perspective about what is stressing you. After laughing, your tension has decreased, your breathing has improved, and now you're clear-minded and may recognize a new solution or direction to attack the problem. Or better yet, you may find the funny aspect of your problem, making it less worrisome and opening the door to more creative coping skills. Humor also relates to the brain, and I've mentioned that before. A surprising fact, humor actually improves memory retention. Isn't that nice to know? At my age, I really need to laugh a lot, don't I? Socially, humor can be a wonderful icebreaker because it encourages and engages others in conversation. As I mentioned earlier, humor is a wonderful communication skill. You know, you're authentic, you're open, you're honest. Humor makes you more human and improves your social relationships. I'm going to give you one quick personal story. Many, many years ago, before I had much experience as a speaker, I was asked to speak before a large group on the challenges of women in the workplace. As I was being introduced by the MC, who stood behind a podium with the microphone attached to the podium, I noticed that a box was being set up behind the podium for me to stand on so the audience could actually see me. Yes, I'm short. So... I walked ever so dignified onto the stage with butterflies going off in my stomach and stepped onto that box. And this box was not a long box particularly, and it wasn't very wide. But after thanking the MC for his introduction and telling my audience how happy I was to be there, I took a step to the right and both the box and I toppled over, landing in a not too dignified position on the floor with the box lying on my legs. Talk about an embarrassing moment, not to mention my less than graceful fall. I had no choice but to let the MC and another man pick me up from the floor. My only other option would have been to roll over get on all fours and start crawling to a place where I could stand up. Mm, no, not the best option. The entire time I knew the audience was probably trying not to laugh. Because let's face it, seeing someone fall if they are not seriously hurt can be very, very funny. Before turning to my audience, I quietly asked if I could have a hand mic, allowing me not to have to be behind that podium or stand on that box. They quickly handed me a mic and removed the podium. Now I was facing my audience and with a very straight face. I asked them how I, they liked my icebreaker. I began laughing and my audience began laughing with me. The show went on and other than a sore leg, I had a great time. So don't take yourself too serious. Laugh whenever you can and do it frequently. Look for the humor during difficult times and enjoy the ability to laugh at yourself. End my podcast today with a quote 
by Bianca Rodriguez. There is something sacred about humor. If you can laugh at yourself, then you can forgive yourself. And if you can forgive yourself, you can forgive others. My next podcast is The Dangers of Clutter. Have a very great week. If you would like to submit a question or suggestion of a topic, you can email me at capital K, capital F, R is in red, A is in apple, and N is in Nancy, M is in Mary, A is in apple, the number one, at gmail.com. And I'll do my best to answer as many questions as possible, and I'll also try to consider your topic. Have a safe and blessed week, and remember to be proud of who you are.